All right, all right, we're back in the saddle. Let's go ahead and kick this thing off. I'll tell you what just happened literally probably five minutes ago before I got my McFrap. So as you know, McDonald's has 15 different exits or 15 different entrances, right? So you can pull in here, pull out there, it doesn't matter. So I pull into an entrance. And this lady coming down the wrong way, you know, she wants to pull directly in front of me. She wants to act like she's going to the drive-thru. Then she pulls in front of me. She's not going through the drive-thru. I'm not going through the drive-thru. I'm coming into the parking lot. She wants to pull in front of me and beep her horn. I'm like, okay. And then all she had to do was just move to the left and freaking move or move to the right and get out of the way. So I just sit there, wait for her to make up her mind. Then she moves, then passes me and beeps her horn again. I'm like, get the freak out of here with your little $2 horn because this is not the situation you want to get into. <laughs> not tonight. This is not the situation you want to have. But we'll go ahead and start it with that. That's the intro. Let's go ahead and jump into it. English and coffee. Let's go. So as I told you, I'm sitting here sipping my uh, McFrap I just got from McDonald's. Sitting here trying to enjoy it. Got a couple lames out here in the parking lot. I don't know if that's that car I saw earlier sitting there on some old other. But um, whatever, we're not going to let them disturb our podcast. Uh, if they want to come over here and have a few words, hey, they can be recorded doesn't make a difference to me but anyway so as thanksgiving is coming to an end well it's already in um and you got a bunch of people from here here from out of town still lingering around uh waiting for them to get back to their own states their own cities and um, do what they do because i imagine that lady was probably out of state she doesn't know how we do things around here but that's her problem she'll find out real soon how greenville actually is uh because just move around i mean it's, it's not a big deal but anyway, so Thanksgiving went uh, without a hitch, I would say. Uh, me and my mom, we had a nice little dinner. She cooked some a brisket. I bought her a brisket. She cooked it. She cooked some rice, gravy, and I think some collard greens. And I hooked up some barbecue chicken, baked it in the oven. You know, nice and easy. Keep it easy. Because I told her there's no need in cooking a big meal because it's just us. You know, I'm not going to sit there and eat 15 plates. I mean, I used to do that when I was younger. But now I might eat one, two plates, and I'm good. I'm over the meal. I mean, what did I eat the next day? I think the next day I had, I don't even remember, what was it, Thursday? And then Friday I went fishing. You know, I had Smithfield. So I had some um, a barbecue sandwich with coleslaw, some fries, a chicken thigh, and a, um, a large sweet tea. So it wasn't nothing too serious. But, I mean, I was over the Thanksgiving food. We didn't have any turkey or anything because, I mean, who needs 15 pounds of meat? You know, two people don't need 15 pounds of meat. We, so that's why I chose to cook the chicken, you know. Maybe Christmas we might get a turkey, something like that, you know, because then my sister will be down visiting. So, I mean, you know, it'd be a bigger meal, a few more mouths. I mean, she could eat a lot of food. I mean, she can hold her own. I mean, she eats about one plate, but it's one decent plate. And then she says, oh, I'm full, but she eats like 15 times during the day. So me is where I eat it all at one time. She'll just eat constantly throughout the day. But so got that out the way. And then Friday, take a sip of this frap here. Friday, I went to um, Moorhead, went down there, went fishing on the beach. Um, things started out pretty good. Nobody was really there. I went down there early, left the house about maybe about 7, so this was early for me. I got to Moorhead about maybe 9-ish. Uh, got down there, go ahead and, um, you know, get set up and everything. Walking on the sand, for one thing, is just, it's such a chore. It's such a chore. I mean, you can walk on concrete. You could probably walk on hot coals. It will be easier than walking on sand something about sand it just pulls at your feet your feet are just heavy your legs there's no traction but i managed to get through it i had my waders on i had layers of clothing because it was like 50 degrees out there so 
had on my special wading shoes and everything. So I get all the way out there, get to the water. Water's looking nice, a few birds working. Um, throwing a couple casts, nothing's really biting them, like no big deal, because I got all day. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere else, I'm just be down here all day. Fishing on one side, and then uh, nothing was going on after about 30 minutes. I was like, okay. So I kept it light so I could move. I wanted to be mobile, you know, throw a few casts here, throw a few casts there, keep it moving. So I look over to my left and over the, uh, the little bend or whatever you want to call it, a little shore, this little point, there was a point on the shore, and I saw some pelicans diving. So I said, okay, well, if the pelicans are diving, then that means there's bait fish. And if there's bait fish under the bait fish, you will find game fish or fish that you actually want to catch and eat. So I migrated over there, moved over there, uh, cast it a few times. And then, uh, you know, I was like, okay, well, let, me change, let me change my lure. So I go to change my lure. Now I'm probably making 75, 80 yard cast at this point. Change my lure. While I'm doing this, this boat pulls up, you know, probably 60 yards from me, right in front of me where I'm at. And they're throwing cast nets, trying to catch the bait fish, scaring all the fish away. I was like, these guys, you know, no consideration for what people are actually doing. But that's what they do out here. I mean, they're just very inconsiderate a lot of times. So I wasn't going to let it destroy my day. I mean, it was still going to be a good day. So I, um, after I got tied up with them right there, I just went casting. You know, they, they got the message and got the heck up out of there. Uh, and then they left. Didn't catch anything there. Fine. But what did happen is I noticed that my 10-foot surf rod, you know, it's this little Black Beauty one I got. It was one of those hurricane rods. I'd got it from Dunham's uh, several years back. Um, and the, the rod guide on it broke. I mean, not just the little metal piece that normally falls out, but like the freaking piece broke, the metal broke. Uh, so I have to get that fixed, but I may just go ahead and get another rod. It wasn't no big deal. That was the one I threw my, um, Okuma on, Okuma Avenger, but it's neither here nor there. So did that for a little bit. Then I went, took a couple walks, you know, down the way, cast here, cast there. And then I just said, freak it. You know what? I'm gonna just sit back and chill. So I found a nice little spot put on some bait, threw it out, put my spike in the ground, threw my line out, let the pole sit. While I was waiting, I pulled out some um, some Russian uh, for my phone. I pulled up an article on when the biting's not good. So it was a Russian article. I sat there, read it aloud. You know, I was like, okay, well, let me sit here and get some get some Russian in while I'm, while I'm, while I'm waiting for the fish to bite. Fish never bit, but I mean, um, still a good time. But the best thing to happen out there, so while I was sitting there reading my article, I mean, a whole flock of pelicans came in. I mean, it was like 34 pelicans. You never see that many. You might see one, two. This was like 34 freaking pelicans coming in deep. And they were flying about maybe three, four inches off the water. I mean, if you can imagine how low that is. So think of the ocean. Think of these big birds flying, you know, three to four inches from the water. So they were flying over, you know, scanning for bait. And then there was other schools of birds. You know, you had seagulls and different things. Um, but I guess they found the, the bait fish school like way out in the distance because next thing you know, I mean, fish were just bombing the heck out of the, the water. I mean, they would see the fish, you know, they would, they would sw fly, 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 then see the fish and then they would go up. Like I'm talking, I don't know, hundred feet in the air. I'm just guessing maybe hundred feet, 50 feet in the air and then just collapse their wings and just dive bomb the heck out of that bait fish school. I mean, they were just going in six, seven at a time, just poof, poof, like bombs, like somebody was just dropping bombs on the water. It was amazing to see. I got a little bit of it on video. I sent it to my sister and a few friends. But I mean, it was just one of those sites where you had to be there to see it. 
I mean, you had to watch it develop. But the moment I pulled my camera out, I was like, oh my gosh, the birds wanted to stop doing what they were doing. I mean, a few, a few kept bombing, you know, but it wasn't like it was before. I mean, before it was just, just fierce, you know, just ferocious attack, you know, on these fish. But, um, let's see what happened after that. I went on and, um, I was like, yes, I threw on a different lure, made a few casts. Nothing was really hitting. So I said, I'm getting hungry. It's time to eat. So I went to Smithfield, got me a, um, barbecue sandwich. Like I said, with coleslaw, um, chicken thigh and a big sweet tea, big bag of fries, ate that on the way home. And then the next day I went out on a boat with my friend, Austin. And I'll tell you right about that after the break. Okay, so day two, when I was fishing. So me and my friend Austin, we decided to go to this little spot out there in uh, between Bayboro and Oriental. We went out there. We were looking for fish. I mean, this was a grind. So this was literally um, Saturday. Saturday morning, we went out there. I got up about 6 o'clock, got there about 8. That was the time he wanted to roll out. We got the boat set up, got the rods on board, you know, all the gear stowed away, drove down to the river, got on the river, made a big run, and it was just congested. You go down a little canal, a little creek, and it was just congested. Boats everywhere, people parking in front of the channel. It was just a big cluster, you know what. So, sat there and dealt with that for a little bit, and then we decided to make another move. Went all the way across the river, fished some spots. Nothing was happening. Then the rain started coming. Now, mind you, it's still 50-something degrees outside. So you're in the freezing rain because it started raining. And the wind, you know, the wind chill factor, all that's just blowing on your face. So you're just trying to deal, deal with the situation the best you can. He said, do you want to stick it out or you want to go ahead and leave? I said, man, I, I came to fish, so let's stick it out. I'm good if you're good. He was like, cool. He didn't have a raincoat. I had all my rain gear. I was ready. I had four layers of clothes. I was good. So we found this nice little uh, cove. Now, nothing going on there, but it was funny because we were doing like 20 miles an hour, you know, on the water, just going by. And then he just stops the boat, just boom, stops. And he's like, let's fish here. He turns it, yanks it hard to the right, and like, let's fish here. And I was like, okay, well, that was unexpected. He was like, yeah, something just says, like, we need to fish here. He was like, you know, a couple years ago when I was fishing, you know, I came down this little stretch and it was a good stretch. So we're sitting there throwing a few things, and I decided to throw on a different lure. I throw on a metal, uh, you know, some metal spoon, but it was gold spoon. A little tiny thing, because I was throwing bigger, excuse me, I was throwing bigger baits all day long. And I was like, okay, well, let me downsize it all the way. So I threw this bait that was probably maybe three quarters of an inch to an inch long. Gold spoon, second cast, boom, trout slams it. I was like, okay. So now you're like, is that a fluke? Was that a fluke or something else? So... I'm casting, casting. He's not catching nothing. Now, we hadn't caught anything. I mean, these fish had us questioning our lives. He was like, is my leader too long or is it too short? Uh, I mean, I've thrown like 10 different lures. Nobody's getting no hits, nothing. And I said, well, you know what? It's probably just because we weren't on the fish. So now that I caught that fish, you got to dial in and see what's actually going on. So I'll make it a few more casts, a few more casts. Then, boom, I get another trout. He hasn't caught nothing at this point get another trout. This one's even bigger than the other one. The first one was like 14 inches. The second one was like 17 inches. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, we're on them. We're on them. So now I'm having a good time. I got my voice back because I had even stopped talking. I mean, you know, you just get into that pit. When you're a fisherman, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. If you fish, you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you're catching, everything's good. 
But, you know, when the day is just a grind, like just a grind, you know, and you're not catching anything, not having any results, and you're going through your whole arsenal, you're not catching anything, it could be a drain. So to catch those fish was like, it was like a godsend. I mean, it was just complete change. You know, it wasn't even raining anymore. Mood was uplifted. So I'm just banging them out, right? And uh, he's not catching none. So then I'm like, okay, well, let me switch up lures. So I put on a uh, popping cork, and I rig it up a little differently than he does. So I'm sitting there, and then I just slam this big, probably like 19-inch uh, trout. Just, just boom, it slams it. And I'm getting bit all over the place. So he's like, okay. So he's still stuck in that depression because he wasn't catching anything. Now he's got to sit here and watch me catch fish. Now we've been out there, you know, probably like from 9 o'clock in the morning. So now it's probably like maybe 2 o'clock. He hasn't caught no fish. I hadn't caught any fish until we got to that point. And now I'm just slaying him. I'm crushing him. He's just like, he's got his head down. I'm like, how many is that now? He's like, I'm not keeping count. I was like, okay. Uh, so he finally gets into a fish. And once he starts catching them, then he's like, okay, boom, boom. And I'm like, where are we at? And he's like, I don't know, man. I'm not keeping count. But then once he got about three or four under his belt, you know, he gets a little confidence. And he's like, uh, oh, well, you had four and I had uh, three and this, this, this. And you had one that got up. So now all of a sudden his count miraculously comes back. So. It was pretty funny, but we had a good time, awesome time. We caught about 18 to 20 trout. We kept eight, four for him, four for me, uh, threw the rest back. I mean, you know, catch and release uh, is what we were planning to do. I was just going to keep two, but, I mean, they were just so big and they were so so plentiful. So I just said, whatever. So I kept four, had to stuff them in this little cooler I had. Um, but, I mean, it was still a good time. It was great. I mean, so, I mean, all in all, I mean, Thanksgiving for me, I mean, it was about fishing, having dinner with my uh, my mom. You know, we had a good time. But fishing for me was going to be the main thing. And I would say my day, my day came Saturday. I didn't go out there Thursday. I was going to go that morning, uh, but I had to speak with my friend, but she didn't show up. But it was cool because I just used that day to relax, you know, watch a little Russian, study a little bit. And uh, Friday, went to the beach. Thursday, went surf fishing. And Sunday was just a day of just freaking, it's been a day of just like rest. All day I rested. I didn't leave the house till about 6 o'clock. So right now it's like 7, 7.38. My mom needed me to do a few things. So I went out there, took care of those for her. And now I'm just kind of like recording this podcast. So I was like, okay. I just prefer to record it outside now. I don't even want to record in my house. Um, I like to just be out here observing people, watching people. And uh, that's what I'm doing. I don't know why this McFrap uh, doesn't taste like the others. I mean, it's just not having the love that they normally do. I don't know if it's my taste buds or what, but there's really no taste to this McFrap. Um, it's got the whipped cream. It's got the coffee. But, I mean, I'm just not, I'm not tasting it. I'm not getting that warm fuzzy. I'm getting the caffeine, but I'm not getting that warm fuzzy taste, you know? Um, but, um... We'll take another break and then we'll um, come back and probably close this thing out because uh, it is Sunday. I'm recording this one Sunday. They recorded yesterday. I was just too exhausted. I was just too exhausted. All I could do was just like vegetate, you know, just relax and just breathe. I mean, it was a long day. But uh, yeah, we'll take a short break and then uh, maybe we'll go into one more topic and then we'll close it out. So today I got on the phone with my uh, friend, you know, Sundays I get on there, we talk about four or five hours, got on there, we were chatting 
and you know going through different things and we got to uh towards the end there we got on this goal thing you know we always talk about goals at the end of the year what are our what are our plans what kind of results do we want to see going forward uh we've been practicing language together for a long time you know she's been helping me with my russian i've been helping her with her english um and we're just like okay well what kind of results are we going for wanting to see in 2020 uh and we kind of came up with this um little idea that we're going to try we're going to see how it goes uh each week on sundays we're going to give each other you know little dictations and stuff do little exercises so basically the one we're, we're wanting to increase the vocabulary i mean you vocabulary is a thing that that you lack once you get to a certain point in language once you have the grammar down and you have all the the ins and outs grammar it's just nouns what is this what is that what is this what is that uh verbs you know different ways to say it i mean you can do the basic you know like i brought her a cake or you could say i i smuggled a cake in and uh you know we we ate it in the back you know something like that you know it's just taking your your language from basic boring not gonna say basic boring but basic boring in the beginning yeah basic boring to adventurous interesting you know um i already have a lot of uh, idioms and stuff that i use in russians and in, in russian but there's a lot of things uh little nuances and things that you just have to build and get to that point you know where you have more experience with language and i think i'm pretty experienced in the language um talk to a couple people um i can pretty much listen to stuff uh shows um get the gist of it listen to music sing along with the songs read read books if i don't know a word i know how to look the word up so i mean there's really no barriers in the language uh except for vocabulary you know especially when i'm you know expressing myself and talking and i'm just like uh you know i, I it, it sounds like this but you know it's not as detailed as it is in my own language you know in this language i could sit here and be like you know we chatted a bit, you know, threw a few words around, you know, threw a few words around, something like that. Yeah, that's that's that colloquial colloquial speech. You know, I have that in my language, but so the next level would be getting that in Russian. For me, yours might be getting that in English, um, because sometimes it's not enough to just know the words. It's not enough to just okay, the boy went in the store and shot up everybody. Okay, what does that mean? Shot up everybody with what? But if you have the context you know from american culture you know he shot it up like a school like you know with a automatic weapon or something like that or if somebody were to say um they're going to mcdonald's right they're like oh, i'm gonna go grab a bite to eat okay i'm sure you know if you listen to this podcast you know what that means grab a bite to eat but if you don't okay what does that mean i'm going to grab a bite to eat well that's a that's a, an expression you know colloquial expression how we say i'm going to go get something to eat because i'm hungry grab a bite you want to grab a bite somebody might ask you hey you want to go grab a bite you know or you want to um you want to grub you know grub what does that mean eat same thing so you know people just take little uh pieces of of uh bigger expression and you know shorten them you know you want some grub i mean you could pretty much say anything you want or if somebody um gets knocked out see that's another one. gets knocked out what does that mean they get so hard get hit so hard that they lose consciousness so if you say oh well man he um got the wind knocked out of him what does that mean well it's pretty self-explanatory got the wind knocked out of him wind what do you mean oxygen air yeah he was <gasps> you know he got the wind he got hit so hard got the wind knocked out of him um to get knocked out or he blacked out you might say um somebody was drinking and they blacked out what does that mean blacked out did he like go all black 
No, he blacked out. He lost consciousness. Uh, sometimes people lose consciousness and they're not aware of what they do. Sometimes they lose consciousness and they go to sleep. But those are just a few of the things, but we're going to be working on those. So I, I recommend or suggest that you do the same thing with your language partner. And if you don't have a language partner, find one. It's key. It's key. I know I wouldn't be where I'm at in my Russian if it wasn't for, you know, Katya, you know, my language partner. We sit there and we talk weekly. Um, like I said, she helps me with, with my Russian. I help her with her English. I mean, but it's just that dialogue. We have Tuesdays. That's all Russian. That's all Russian day. Uh, Thursdays, that's English day. Um, you know, I speak, I speak English to her. I don't speak any Russian. And then on Sundays, it's just a mess. So you just speak how you want. I choose to speak primarily in Russian. Um, and she'll do, you know, English and, and some Russian or whatever, or will change. But that's the interesting thing about learning language is that when you can't express it in the other language, when you go back to your language or you, you can't express it in your language, you express it in, in Russian. Sometimes you'll find that, uh, it's easier to say in another language because it's quicker or it's more efficient or just it's more effective. Uh, there are some things that other languages, you know, they'll sum it up in one word. So I don't know why everybody doesn't just combine all the languages. You know, pull words from this one, pull words from that one and just use whatever. But um, that's something I recommend. So if you, if you haven't, um, if you don't have any kind of structured exercises or anything with your uh, your language partners i mean you have the free-flowing conversation which is good it's great but you do like i said you want to you know up your level you want to boost raise the bar so to speak so try to come up with little goals small goals within your little camp you know within your team and see if you can push each other to the next level i mean you climb up two steps you pull them up three you know they go up three they pull you up six it's that give and take it's that give and take it's not a one-sided um journey you know, you can't sit here and just be like, okay, well, we're just going to speak English the whole time, blah, 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 blah. No, not if it's a language exchange, not if it's a language exchange, okay? But if it's a language exchange, um, then yeah, I mean, you you share, you share the time. If you have an hour, 30 minutes for their language, 30 minutes for your language. If you have three hours, an hour, 50, or if both of you are at the level, then you just mix it all up, just speak however, um, because like I said, you want it to be fun. You don't want it to be too stressful. If you know your partner's struggling or even you're struggling, you know, they can switch back, revert back, you know, give different words. And I always say the explanation should come in the original language. So if you're your friend or something like that, uh, that's why I talk to you guys like how I'm talking to you. I'm not, I'm not sitting here, you know, baby in the English. This is English. You want it? This is it. Um, but you know, you, you give them the explanation. They say, well, what does it mean uh, if you say, um, well, let me just say, uh, pull, you pull back. Uh, he, he pulled it, but he pulled back. Uh, she, she went to hug him and he pulled back. What does that mean? Well, it means that uh, she went to hug him and he stepped back. He didn't want to be bothered by her, you know, and then don't water down the explanation. You know, now this is, of course, for advanced learners. I mean, you're not going to do this with somebody who's like a, a beginner. You know, if they don't even know what pull means or back means. I mean, you wouldn't do that. But somebody, you know, who's been studying language for a while, yeah, don't sugarcoat it. Give them the real deal. You want the real deal. In the beginning, you need the artificial. You need the artificial just to get your feet, you know, up under you. But once you get that, take the training wheels off and go full steam ahead. But on that one, um, uh, Christmas is coming soon. Uh, that'll be here December 25th uh, for us. I don't know what time it'll be or what date it'll be in your country, but... That's coming up. Uh, I got another break at work coming up. Uh, my sister will be coming down 
It's a couple, couple good things in the mix. But um, I'll probably go home, cook up some of that trout, um, enjoy myself a little bit. I'm going to put some rice with it, some seaweed. I love seaweed. I love Asian cuisine. Uh, I grew up in Okinawa, as you, as you remember. If you don't remember, go back and listen to that one where I talked about how I come up or came up. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I guess that's it. Go home, cook some fish, cook some rice, probably throw some broccoli with it, uh, listen to some Russian, watch some Russian, read a little bit. I'm reading this uh, pretty good book. I don't know if you remember the Goosebumps series. It was a series in English uh, by R.L. Stein. But I'm reading it in Russian. I have some books that I've been reading. So I'll probably finish up this book called The House of Fear. Domstracha. And um, yeah, I'm enjoying it pretty good. Got this little little lady in there, uh, Amy Priest or whatever. And um, she's trying to uh, navigate her way through Angelica's twisted web of uh, black magic. So that's what I'm reading. But of course, you know, it's in the language that I'm studying. I suggest you read it in the language that you're studying, which should be English if you're listening to this. But it's all good. I hope you guys have a great night or a great morning, and I'll see you in the next one.